to the Business and Bliss podcast. We are so excited to be here with everyone today. I am your host, Lisa Kay, here with my amazing co-host, Jennifer Conkey. What up, Jen? What's up? Hey, everybody. How are you? <laughs> and we have an awesome guest here today, Lisa Paxton Star. So much great information to hear from Lisa. And specifically today, I think you're going to hear some great insights on navigating through trauma. So if that's something that you are personally facing and, and navigating through currently in your life or know someone who is, definitely tune in today, stay posted. Lisa's going to share some amazing things with us. So without further ado, Lisa, I'm going to turn it over to you to tell our listeners a little bit more about you how you got into the work that you're doing, and um, we're going to jump right in from there. So Lisa, take it away. Okay, awesome. Well, um, I guess getting over some of the traditional, I'm a mother of three, and um, <laughs> husband works 12 hours. I stay home with the kids. Um, I also have, uh, I teach VIP kid in the morning, and so I teach kids Chinese, or Chinese kids English, sorry. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then basically how I got into what I do is part of it, the life experience. Part of it is once I got into the coaching field, I realized that's what I was born to do. That's what I love to do. And then the more I get into speaking and the more I get into coaching, I realized that that's a perfect pair to be speaking and coaching and mentoring. And so I'm a healing wounds guide. And what I do is I help people to learn the lessons that they need to from traumas in their past so they can move their businesses and lives forward. The way that I got into that is, like I mentioned, life experiences. I've had my own experiences with different trauma like ritual abuse and um, divorce and miscarriage and different types of events that we all go through as humans, different traumas that we learn to overcome, learn to learn the lessons from to be able to move forward in our lives. And so it's just been since April that I've been a healing wounds guide. And it's just pretty amazing how quickly it's unfolded and how quickly I've realized that this is where I need to be. There are a lot of people that need what I have to offer. And there are a lot of things that I can help with, a lot of people that I can help in different ways. Isn't that interesting when we listen to our calling and we finally get on our path? It's just like, like all the little gears line up and yeah. take you away, right? And it's sort of the universe saying, yes, acknowledging this is the work you're meant to be doing and thank you for listening. Exactly. <laughs> so... Well, awesome. So Lisa, what would you share, you know, thinking, looking through the business and bliss lens, right? And our listeners are people out there who are wanting to do better in their careers or wanting to grow their businesses, but also are wanting to really make sure their life is full of bliss and joy. Um, the work that you do and, and that you've done for quite some time now, what would you say comes to mind as one of those tips or tactics or insights that you could share with our listeners that, you know, they could walk away from today's call and go to start to apply to heal from their trauma, um, to help them move forward in their business and so forth? Well, number one, I'd say it's okay. 
that you admit that you've had trauma in your life because a lot of times trauma holds you back from mm -hmm. who you need to help in your business. And so number one is realize you have trauma in your past and it's okay. We all do. And it doesn't make you any less of a person or any less of a business owner. It's just a part of life. And it's something that we all go through. And the second thing I would say is look back at your traumas. And even if they're hard, even if they have lasted for years, and even if they're going on right now, take one thing that you learned. What is one thing that you learned from the horrible traumas that you've been through in your past? One thing that you have become better because of that situation or one thing you've learned that has helped you grow a different relationship or helped you become stronger and more confident in what you do now. Just find that one thing that you learned that helped you already in the past. Mm -hmm. And then if you're connecting the two, the trauma and the lessons learned, a lot of times you heal faster and then you can realize the benefit in the trauma. A lot of times we think trauma is so horrible that we don't want to talk about it, but there's a benefit in every trauma. You know, that's interesting, Lisa. I, I think that um, what you just said, go back and figure out what you learned. The one thing that you learned, there might even be a few things that you learned, right? But I know, I know in my training, it's been when your unconscious mind can recognize and preserve the learnings from an event, it's easier to process it and move on. And I absolutely agree with you. As soon as you make sense of what is it that I'm supposed to have learned from this right. and then try to figure out how can I get the emotional charge from that event out of my body, right? Cause it's a, it's an energy you're carrying around. So once I preserve those learnings and I try and move forward and identify how do I get the emotional charge gone, man, I'm clear. Right. And then I can do whatever I want. I, I'm, I feel lighter. Right. Exactly. So I think that's, that's really cool that you're able to do that. What does it look like when someone comes to you and let's just say I was a, a prospective client and I, and I said, Hey Lisa, um, I'm really struggling in my business. I just, I, I can't start anything because I'm a perfectionist yeah. and I know that it's because of all these failures I've had in the past and how do I get past it? And what, how do you, what's your process to go through and identify how would they start? Yeah, what does that look like? To begin with, I love to brainstorm with people, set a timer for five minutes and say, well, first of all, what are all your failures? Get them out. I mean, there's no reason if they're in your head, get them out on paper. There's no reason to say I have all these failures, but then if you don't enumerate, okay, I've failed in this, I've failed in that, I've failed in that, I've failed in that. So you get it out. You get out every single thing that's on your mind, your failures, your relationships that you've had that's failed, businesses that you've had that's failed, everything that you've had that's failed, get that out on paper and then take a new sheet of paper and write what you want. If it were an ideal world and I were, was able to get through everything, what would my ideal business look like? So then you have those two, you see your failures and you see your, where you want to be right in front of you and I think it's helpful to have pen and paper if you possibly can, because mm -hmm. there are studies that have said you put a pen to a paper and you process differently and you yeah. learn more. Yeah. Um, and then you can look at the two sheets of paper side to side and say, okay, this is what I failed. This is where I want to be. 
Now, what do we do to connect the gap? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and so along those lines, what what is the most common thing that you are helping business owners overcome? Have you, is there even such a thing as like a trend or a, a common thread? You know, I always like to kind of ask that question to our guests because I, I want to speak to the, the masses and the listeners who are going to say, me too, that's happening to me too. Um, and, and they can connect with you. So what would you say is one of the big things that you're helping business owners and leaders with to overcome in their, in their lives? I would say it is the perfectionism or am I good enough? Because in their past, maybe their mom, maybe their dad, maybe a teacher at school, somebody said, you're not good enough. What you have doesn't matter. You're crazy. You're stupid. You're selfish. They put all these labels without even realizing that that's what they do. But sometimes we take those labels to heart Mm -hmm. and we start thinking, oh, I'm stupid for the rest of my life. I can't do this for the rest of my life. I am not good enough because whenever I'd clean my room, my mom would say, oh, do it again. You didn't do a good enough job or I'm going to do it for you. And so, so many times as parents, we want to do it for our kids and as kids, our parents wanted to do it for us. And so a lot of times in business owners, it's the, I'm not good enough. Somebody else told me that I wasn't good enough. What do I have to share? How can I benefit? Can I even do this? Mm -hmm. And it's so it's at a deep rooted level too, right? So that whole, I'm not good enough. I find that in the theme of my clients. Also, they said it's a, it's a problem. And I think that when I look about the past and the generations before us, the parenting style was always, hey, children are seen and not heard. Okay. And the whole, it's coming up again, Lisa, the comparanoia thing. But the comparing my kids to these kids and I'm keeping up with the Joneses kids and I got to make sure my kids have all their poop in one sock, you know, their shit's just really together. And if I don't, then it reflects that on me. So there was this whole time of life where for me, even growing up as a kid, it was like, do as you're told you know, do as I say, not as I do. And that's just that example is now we're seeing all these grown people trying to implement something where, oh man, I, I, I lost my voice when I was a kid. I was always told to be quiet. And now I need to make a decision, but I, I could never make one before because I was commanded and had overbearing, you know, an overbearing parent that did it for me, took away my opportunity to think for myself and implement things. And it's like, that can bury in very deep and the roots get really deep. And it's at a point where you decide, I made that decision to believe I'm not good enough when I was seven or when I was five. And how can I go back to my younger self and make a different decision? Mm-hmm. So that's powerful. Yeah. And it's interesting too, that you say that because, you know, when I have spoken with so many entrepreneurs, I can't think of one who hasn't told me they don't wake up every day thinking like, oh man, you know, can I do this? Or, oh man, they have that, you know, little pit in their stomach for a second. Like, oh, I didn't do that great. Or am I going to make it? Or they don't have that little bit of fear. So I, you know, it's, it's interesting. My question for you is, um, you know, do you do work around mindset uh, when it comes to, 
you know, this belief around I'm not good enough or fear, because I don't know that that ever just completely goes away. I don't know that everyone just one day is like, I'm the greatest. Everything's awesome. Like everything's perfect. I'm going to just like kick ass every day, all day, whatever. It's more about coming to terms with that inner voice and saying, okay, there you are again. I know that, you know, this inner voice is kind of going back to that old limiting belief of I'm not good enough, or you can't do this. And I just need to forgive the thought, you know, Gabrielle Bernstein just talked about it today on her Instagram, like forgive that thought Mm -hmm. and intentionally and consciously replace that thought with what you want to feel instead. I am empowered. I am supported by the universe to do this. I am confident. I am here for a reason. Um, so I would love to hear what, what is your um, perspective on that? And what is your, um, work when it comes to helping us, you know, face some of those thoughts that may not ever go away, but dealing with them in a healthier way. Yeah. One of the things that I love to do is I love to get people again, brainstorming. Um, I love to have people write down what is a list of all the things that you want in your best friend, whether they're real or not. What's a list of all the things that you want in your best friend? And then I turn around and say, you be that to you. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want in a best friend, you work on doing that to you, giving yourself compliments, forgiving yourself or whatever it looks like for people to have that best friend because we're the only ones that are with us 24 <laughs> seven. And so hey, there's a lot of them in my head. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you think about that, when you're, when you're interacting with, with clients and, and you've gone through that exercise and you have a make that list, do you find there might be a correlation between the list and the things that they are personally lacking, are they projecting and looking for that in others because it's a void? Or what does that list look like in comparison to what they're searching for? Usually, it's actually the opposite. When you see things in others, that's what you have. Uh, And you don't see things in others if you don't have it yourself. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Agree. That is the awareness of that. It is the first step, but what's the next step, Lisa? So now they know and they're aware of that. Now, how do they get through it? What, what activities or things do you do to help them move through that and enlist all of those things into themselves, become that best friend to themselves? How do you do that with them? Well, part of it is called a belief breakthrough. And so we go through a different process to be able to go back into the past and see where those beliefs came from Mm -hmm. and then come up with a new belief that they want to believe. And intuitively they have a step that they need to do next. It could be write 50 times I am worthwhile, or it could be talk to your mother who told you you were worthless or whatever it is. It's personal to them and they know it. I mean, I always tell people that, You are your own best therapist. I'm just the guide. I'm the one who helps you discover Mm -hmm. what you need inside of you. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So is it more of when you're brainstorming with them, you identify, okay, so these are probably some of the things, let me ask them some questions and then you get them to say what they need to do. And do you just help them get there or? Right. So basically what I do is I ask enough questions to get people to figure out their own answers. Mm -hmm. Because if it comes from you, you're You're going to do it. 
Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the definition of coaching, right? Is we believe that our clients are whole and that they are creative and they can come up with their own solutions. And so I love that because, um, and I'm sure in your work too, Lisa, like we don't want people to keep coming back. Like if they do, of course, that's great. And, and usually they do, you know, I think of some of my clients I've worked with long-term it's because there's some new learning or new development, um, that has come along. But for that specific issue, my goal is to teach them to fish, not give them the fish. Exactly. And it sounds like that's a lot of what you do is, you know, we want you to be self-sustaining and be able to address this circumstance on your own. And by the way, maybe even shed light on helping someone else through that, right? And, and sort of pass the torch. So I love that you're taking that, that same approach and that same perspective of like already believing in them to have the answers, um, but just sort of being that person that they can process aloud to, you know? Mm -hmm. That's good. It makes sense too that when you, when you go through this with somebody, yeah, you want to try to fix them and pull that root out and help them long-term, but over like a seven to eight year time span, life is going to continue to happen. New values shift, new beliefs might come and they might come see you again. So I think that if, if you're fixing clients at the root and you don't see them again for like another five to eight years, then you've done them a justice. And, and I think that that's really important because they're going to, as life happens, they're going to continue to have disruptions that affect them emotionally. And if you can figure out a way to pull things out at the root and then maybe give them some tools, do you do any work on, um, like for folks that after they've done that and maybe they have a lot of anxiety to start their business or go about that route, do you do anything to help them with anxiety or give them tools that they can use in the future uh, on how to, how to handle that trauma if it represents Hey, now I'm in this like an unprecedented time in the future. And I think about, okay, if I go out there and this happens again, how will I respond? Do they, do you do anything to help them bridge that gap? Again, it's um, one of the things that I do is help people through their own cycle. And then, um, and if you picture it kind of like a clock, one and two o'clock are sometimes 12 o'clock is the ideal one and two o'clock are sometimes the most beneficial for them to discover because that's when they're starting to get off track. That's when they're getting off track a little bit more, but they're not quite slipping. They're just starting to not do what they need to do or doing other things that they don't need to do. And so again, I just help them. Okay. So if this happens in the future, what works for you? Yeah. What are triggers? What are things that help you get off track and what helps you get on track? And so basically I go to them again and say, what helps you? What in the past have you learned works for you and what doesn't work for you? And give them a list based on what they told me has worked in the past mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. That's cool because you're literally giving them, you are teaching them to fish then long-term. You're teaching them how to get in tune with themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. That's awesome. Asking those right questions. I mean, I think having the questions to ask yourself is so key, right? So, I mean, if they repeat those things, if that happens in the future, they can say, okay, yeah. last time this happened, here are the questions I went over. Like what triggered me? Where did this come from? How do I want to respond instead? And so I, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. 
So Lisa, when we, when we look through sort of the business lens, um, as you have ventured into your own business and really pursuing your gifts and um, sharing this with the world through entrepreneurial pursuits, what, what advice or insight tips would you share for someone out there who is, you know, wanting to do something similar, wanting to um, go into business? What wisdom would you share for them? Well, I would share as much as you can get in touch with yourself, what you want and what you want your business to look like. Um, because obviously if we don't have a goal, then how do we know we get there? Mm-hmm. So if you're starting a business, ideally, what do you want your business to look like? What hours a day do you want to work? How many clients do you want to have? Do you want to do, um, what type of work do you, if you want to do mentoring, do you want to do one-on-one? Do you want to do groups? Do you want to do classes? Um, so basically just get in touch with what they want and keep that on their wall every day. And so they have an ideal of, okay, I want this. How, how do I get there? And they have more of an idea of how to get there because they know what they want. That's the biggest problem with entrepreneurs sometimes is they don't know what they want. And so how can you get somewhere that you don't know what you want? Yeah, that makes sense. Because what gets measured gets monitored, right? Right. Yeah, that's good stuff. Done with all of her sayings. I got my phrases. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa, if if any members of our audience wanted to get in touch with you and and maybe hire you or or consult with you on, on how to get traumas out of their life, what, what would that process look like? How do they get a hold of you first? And then the, what would the initial process look like? The first, um, the, fir- the first and best way to get in touch with me is either message me, just Lisa Paxton Star, or go to my Facebook page that's Lisa Star Healing Wounds Guide. And I have different videos and different posts that have different ways to heal and different insights so you can see further. Um, and so basically what that process looks like is I do have a chat bot if you go to my page. And uh, the chat, and so basically it will take you into seeing what you want. If you're wanting, I have a video on a workshop or a, a workshop 20 minute training and a worksheet that goes along with it that you can start with. And then from there, we can see if you wanted to go different routes. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically there's one way to start, but there are different ways to continue from there. It's like one of those, one of those um, action chapter books where you get to a certain spot and then you can pick another answer and go that way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's tailored. It's tailored to the individual. That's awesome. That is awesome. And for those of you listening, um, Lisa Paxton Star, Star has two R's because she's fancy like that. So <laughs> just make sure you don't forget that second R um, when you guys are looking her up on Facebook. And Lisa, I've definitely seen um, some of your videos on your page and just love your energy. And um, so for anyone, again, I, you know, I just said this on our last podcast, but I just feel like for anyone who out there is hearing this and saying, gosh, maybe I'm hearing this for a reason today, like maybe specifically 
hopefully this is talking to me. If you're nudged by that, reach out to Lisa. Let's start getting you navigating through your traumas. Um, and like I said, you can look on her Facebook and see some of her videos that she's done and just get to know her a little bit more. But um, it never hurts out to reach out and just get a consultation and um, you know start working through some of those traumas to live your best life and um, get your business going where it needs to go so you can serve others. So. Lisa, it has been a pleasure, and we are just so thankful for the work that you're doing, not only to heal yourself, but to really heal the planet. So thank you so much for um, turning your traumas into good and for helping to heal the world. So thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. You. All right. Awesome talking to you today, Lisa. Have a good one. Until next time. Bye-bye, everyone.